Hello, and thank you for listening to this episode of Z Action. The IBM Z Systems platform has never been more exciting with ISVs and developers leveraging the latest emerging technologies to maximize clients' needs. Each month, we meet some of the world's most innovative companies as they share how they're expanding horizons and driving success with Z Systems. This is IBM Z Systems in action right now, Z Action. I'm Lee Sullivan with the IBM Z Systems ISV ecosystem team, and today we're joined by Eddie Chaliendo, VP of Worldwide Strategy and Technology with Model 9. He's here to dis discuss ransomware attacks and how to protect your mainframe data. Eddie, welcome. Hey, Lee, thank you very much for having me on your podcast. Yeah, great. Uh, well, let's get going. Uh, first of all, so you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, Eddie? Yeah, sure. Uh, so, um... Eddie Chiliando, as you said, VP of Strategy and Technology at Model 9. Uh, before joining Model 9, I uh, was over two decades with IBM, uh, pretty much being a mainframe guy throughout all my career. Uh, and, now, and now at Model 9, I'm really responsible for all strategic aspects of our company, You know where we want to go from a technology point of view, uh, our go-to-market strategy, our partner strategy, our marketing strategy. So uh, yeah, it's it's very exciting to be in a you know work before a, a, a very young innovative uh, startup in the IBM Z space. Yeah, it's a big job. Um, well, like, let, let's launch into ransomware and, and uh, tell me from your perspective, is, is ransomware a a significant problem for the IBM Z systems platform? Yeah, and, and by the way, I think great question, uh, Lee. I think you know it's, it's very. I mean, it's it's very timely, right? Because I, I think there's still the notion out there, you know, that oh yeah, IBM Z is the most secure platform, and ransomware that that's really a problem for everybody else, but not for us, uh, mm. the IBM Z platform. And I mean, IBM itself, right, states it I think perfectly well when, when I, you know, in all the brochures and everything, where IBM states it, look, IBM Z is the most secure platform. It's not not it's not secure right out of the box, right? Obviously, you know, it's a very complex system and you have to configure it properly. So there there may be security exposures if the system is not correctly configured. Now, those exposures then can obviously leave you exposed to uh, malicious actors and hence uh, ransomware attacks right now. You know, I would I would probably say that the, um, the likelihood for an attack uh, on an IBM Z mainframe running ZUS or another operating system are probably lower. I think there's still more hackers out there going after your whatever Linux, Wintel uh, systems out there. But, you know, even though the attacks may be uh, fewer, the impact for your organization is going to be, I think, a whole lot bigger, right? If you think, you know, okay, so, you know, somebody there's an intrusion in your web server well you know that that that's bad because they can obviously take this uh, to to the next level but if somebody gets into your mainframe and and you know messes with your with your mainframe date i mean for most shops out there that are running ibm z i mean they have their crown jewels on ibm z right so yes probably the the likelihood of an attack is smaller but the impact is all the bigger so i i personally very much think that ransomware is a is an important topic, and that the IBM Z shops should uh, look into ransomware protection very very seriously. Yeah, absolutely. And what are some people out in the industry doing right now regarding ransomware protection? 
Yeah, interesting. So, you know, I, I just got back from uh, the SHARE conference that was up in uh, Columbus, oh. Ohio. I was yeah. at SHARE in Dallas early in the year. And, and you know, ransomware is a big topic. And I, I see two trends emerging from, you know, companies like IBM, but then also, again, from the ecosystem, you know, from, from other ISVs, from uh, industry experts. And I think there, there, there are two big trends that obviously need to work hand in hand, right? One is the whole notion around a zero trust architecture, right? To make sure that you don't have privileged or overprivileged users in your, in your IBM Z shop. So I think that is one big trend that, uh, you know, gets a lot of traction. And then the other big trend that I see, and again, that we at Monline are, are also working on specifically is around third data copies, right? Air-gapped, immutable mm -hmm. data copies uh, uh, that are kind of your, your your last resort in case, you know, your defenses get breached, your zero architecture wasn't, zero trust architecture wasn't successful, your, your data gets tampered with, and now what? Right, so I think mm -hmm. those are the two big trends that I see. What about third data copies? Are there any specific problem areas pertaining to, to that? Yeah, that, that that's a good question. I, I think there's, uh, at least from conversations that we have with with customers all over the world, I think there's there's two there's yeah two perhaps three uh, uh, problems. Right, one is a lot of the third data copy implementations, even though they they work great, they are fairly complex to implement. Right, so you really need to be a a, a fairly sophisticated. IBM Z shop, you know, was a large dedicated team to implement those solutions. And, and it also, right, because, I mean, a lot of those solutions are on-prem based, are, you know, they, they do need a lot of, they do need a lot of supporting hardware. So implementing them is not only a little complex, but also time consuming. You know, I mean, we all hear it every day in the news about, you know, supply chain issues and stuff like that. So it might take a while to, you just get the physical kit in, in your mainframe, uh, in your data center. So I think the time to protection is, is you know, is an associated problem uh, to, to complexity. And then again, the other problem that I, that I see is, and we've seen this now with a couple of POCs with large, financial services entities. It's just mm -hmm. the time, right? Just the, the, the physical time it takes to move data to a, a third uh, data copy technology, right? Because I mean, you know, if you talk about some of the larger shops, you know, we're talking about hundreds of terabytes. Uh, I mean, up to, you know, some of the larger installations they're currently working with, you know, they, they're moving half a petabyte of data to a, third storage location every night so you can imagine i mean you need to you need to push a lot of data very efficiently to uh, to make this happen yeah i'm sure that that's a big time uh, constraint and it probably has some um, kind of sustainability implications as well right i mean using a lot of energy yeah. or using a lot of, yeah absolutely yeah what about ficon attached storage copies are, are there any alternatives to, to that technology yeah so yeah, I mean that that is that's kind of the the main thing that we're working on at, at uh, Model Line, right? So, I mean, Ficon has a ton of advantages, right? Super low latency, obviously. You know, you have a, a highly secure connection, especially if you're using encryption or anything like that. Uh, uh, 
But I mean, if we if we venture outside of the the IMZ ecosystem, right, and open up our, our eyes to some of the innovation that's happening outside of IMZ, you know, I think object storage is really the, the big next thing, or perhaps it's even the next thing. Perhaps it's already the big trend right now in storage technology in general, right? And and mm. uh, so you know, if if you look at containerized applications, you know, if you look at cloud native uh, systems, I mean, all of those systems have an object storage first uh, strategy, right? So there's a lot of innovation happening in that space. There's a lot of vendors out there providing those solutions, uh, you know, including IBM with the cloud object storage platform, right? So there's a, there's a lot of good stuff happening. And those, you know, in general, object storage platforms, because they've been originally built for very large data sets, right? And for object storage, you know, it's things like large video files, like like very large images, things like uh, things of that nature, right? They tend to have fairly high throughput, right? I think uh, I'm, you know, I, I don't know the exact performance specs of the IBM Cloud Object Storage system, but you know, I think it's it's uh, fair to say that a larger configuration could probably support somewhere in in their in, in the realms of uh, you know around four hundred terabytes uh, per hour of data ingestion, right? So data that you can pump to object storage or read from object storage, right? Which then yeah. becomes, I mean, really meaningful. Going back to the problem that I just stated, right? So if you have a customer that pushes half a petabyte of data. Or 500 terabyte of data every night, right? If you have a platform that can that can ingest somewhere around 400 terabyte, you know, where we're now getting obviously with all overhead and everything, you know, we're getting into into two hour ranges to to um, to back that third data copy up, which I think is 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 pretty cool and uh, offers a lot of flexibility. Yeah, and I mean some some real advantages regarding cyber resiliency, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, how does a how does a can you can you discuss any use cases? I mean, how does a pure outside of pure ransomware protection? How does one of these things break down when it happens? Yeah, so I mean, the, the cool thing, right? I mean, object storage yeah, can be used in an IBMZ environment for for anything you know that has that that requires a um, you know high data throughput, but not necessarily mm -hmm. high. Uh, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, short transaction latency. I think you know if you're one of you know you know you have an OLTP workload like a database. You you're you're focused on you know minimum latency. Then I think you know there's nothing beating direct attached FICON storage, FICON SD like IBM's DS8K platform, right? Was you know, with um, uh, all those awesome technologies that come with the platform and that are integrated in, into ZOS and DB2, for instance. But again, if you have mm -hmm. you know, applications where you just want to move massive amounts of data to a very cost-effective and, and high-performance solution, then object storage really is interesting. So, I mean, the use cases, yes, ransomware, right, as we discussed, you know, if you want to create this kind of a golden copy, push half a petabyte of data out every night, Here's a solution that works very, very efficiently, and it doesn't break the bank, right? So, uh, so that there's one. But you could use the same technology for your backup restore, right? Because latency mm -hmm. is not really an issue in backup restore. You know, again, it's, it's not an OLTP database-like workload. You just want to move massive amounts of data 
you know, when you do your full volume dumps on a weekend or you do your incremental uh, backup. So there, I think object storage has has um, a, a lot of your very tangible benefits. Again, you know, price performance. Uh, it really is, is uh, yeah, it's hard to beat uh, with object storage, right? So that that is, I think that is a, a, a sensible use case. Another use case that we see is, you know, and it has a lot to do with IBM's recent Z16 and slash Telem announcement, right? Uh, mm-hmm. So that use case is all around AI and ML, right? So a lot of, obviously, IBM, you know, pushes uh, AI inferencing with the Z16 and the Telem inferencing engine. So, you know, you have you have the AI algorithm, you have the machine learning algorithm that, you know, identifies uh, things like, like a fraudulent credit card transaction. But in order to, to to find that AI algorithm that you then want to run an IBM Z, you have to analyze probably a large a, a large amount of your historical data, right? So that's where kind mm-hmm. of the EL, uh, ETL paradigm breaks down because you, again we're now talking about perhaps five petabytes of historical data or more that you want to push out to a data lake to to a to a data warehouse to an AI ML environment. And most of those AI ML environments run on object storage, right? So I think it's very effective, very efficient for IBM Z to push historical data to an object storage platform, then allow a customer state the scientists to analyze that data with their AI and ML algorithms, find, you know, that nugget of insight, uh, and then, you know, move that, uh, move that algorithm back to IBM Z using the ONX uh, use the ONX uh, framework and then run it on Atom Z. So AI and ML, I think, are is another very interesting use case for for uh, object storage in Atom Z. Cool. Well, how, uh, just to kind of to, to sum up, how, what are you guys doing uh, right now? What's, what's next with Model Nine? How are you uh, working on cyber resiliency right now? Yeah, so um, again, since it is such a big trend, right? We launched, I think, uh, and next year, beginning of this year, we launched a dedicated product, uh, you know, that focuses in this space. It's called Monline Shield, right? So again, mm-hmm. you know, you, we leverage object storage, and it can be pretty much any S3 compatible object storage to allow mainframe users to create this third data copy uh, on an object storage platform. Uh, one of the things that we're now looking at very seriously is not just the case of how can we push data out as efficiently as possible, but also, okay, so how can we analyze the data as we push it out, right? And identify anomalies, identify potential ransomware attacks. We already have some some basic uh, capabilities in our product where we analyze the data structure that we send out, right? To make sure the data structure hasn't been tampered with. We also you know, kind of verify the data structure once it's, in the, uh, once it's an object storage. But I think now with the Z16 and the Telem engine, I think there's really potential to step up the game and, and analyze the data in much more detail as we push it out to object storage using the Telem capabilities, just to give a customer you know, this this added level of of, of uh, uh, you know, of, of security that the data that they pushed out to their third data copy really is good. You know, it is a golden copy and it hasn't been tampered with. So that's kind of one of the next things that we're 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 gonna work on. Yeah, I mean, I think the Z16 platform is gonna the power and, and the capability it provides is gonna. There's a lot of opportunities for for this sort of 
Absolutely. Yeah. Activity. Yeah. Well, thanks. I mean, that was great. I mean, this is a, a real topical uh, subject, and I know that uh, it's on a lot of our, our listeners' minds. So thanks for, for providing some great information this morning. Uh, before we close, as a reminder, uh, everyone be sure to join the ISV Ecosystem User Group on the IBMZ and Linux One community for more updates on how ISVs are innovating the IBMZ Systems Platform with blogs, events, videos, discussions, and more. For more on modernization, be sure to visit the IBM Z and Cloud Modernization Center and visit Model 9 online. You'll find links in the show notes. Until next time, thanks for joining us here on Z Action. Be sure to subscribe for our next episode. Goodbye for now.